We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you ready to unlock your true potential and take your personal and professional growth to new heights? Then listen up, you guys. I want to tell you about The Huddle. This is my newest exclusive way for you to work with me in a group format for you to get mentorship and coaching every single week. Think about what a huddle is. When you're on a team of people, you get together, you put your heads together, you strategize and game plan for what's going on in your personal and professional lives. And that's what we're going to be doing every single week together on a 60-minute Q&A style coaching and mentorship call. This is your opportunity to get access to me and get my hot takes, opinion, and advice on how you can continue to up-level in your life and business. The other thing about this program is that you're going to be surrounded by like-minded individuals just like you as we come together to network, create change, and propel our lives forward with the huddle. So if you want to join me every single week for a place for you to get and propel your life to the next level, then go to torygordon.com slash huddle or click on the link in any of our social media bios. Sign up for the huddle today. I'll see you guys this week in the huddle. everyone. Welcome back to another episode on the Divinely Disruptive Podcast. I'm your host, Jane Powers, and I'm so happy you found us. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. This podcast is all about leveling up your life and creating space to dream again. And let's face it, we've all overcome so much and we need to create space to dream again, to be childlike and be free. So today's guest, Tori Gordon, I'm actually really stoked for this because we haven't met in real life, but I feel like I already know her. I've been stalking her on Instagram for a few months now, and her content is just fire. Not only is it trending, her content is very powerful, and it's all about just properly getting your mind in the right space and live life to the fullest. So Tori, welcome in. And uh, a little fun stuff that I kind of stalked her on the Instagram is I know she is a podcast host. She's also a hope dealer, breathwork facilitator peak performance mentor. And I'm going to stop acting like I know what that means. So Tori, <laughs> welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here and get to know you and have somebody new local in Vegas that I can hang with. But yeah, I'm just excited to be here. Thanks. And I love our outfits too. We didn't plan to match, but here we are. Same vibe. I'm just trying super to excited. tune into the vibe of today. Yes, and yes. I seem to have 
stumbled upon it. No, I love it. I love it. So give us a quick little bio about you. I know you are a woman of so many talents, but let's just dig right in. Yeah. I mean, man, where do I begin? I am new to Vegas. I am a podcast host. I run a show called The Coachable Podcast. Everything I do in terms of my brand and my business is really centered around this idea of being coachable. Being a student, I think life is our greatest teacher. (laughs) And we're here to learn some things. And so I really approach my work, my relationships, my life from this point of view of like, what is this circumstance here to teach me? And I got to that perspective um, over the course of several years of experiencing a lot of hard shit and asking myself, why? (laughs) Why am I going through this? Why am I experiencing this? And how can I either prevent certain things from happening how can I heal from the things that have happened to me? And that required me to learn some new things because I didn't have the tools necessary at the time to start to build the life that I wanted to build. Um, no one had really taught me the things I needed to know that are essential to creating a life of impact and legacy and fulfillment and meaning, which is like some simple things that you would wish we were taught, which is like, how do you feel your emotions? And like, how do you process them? And how do you get to know who you are outside of all the labels, outside of who you've been told that you are and that who you've been told you need to be? So it was back in 2019 that I started this kind of personal journey for myself um, and left the corporate world to start my own show, to start what became a coaching business consulting business and now kind of a whole social media business as well. But it was birthed like you were sharing with me right before this show. It was like life sort of forced me onto this path. And sometimes that's what happens. Um, I had actually been through a lot of loss and um, it was right after I lost my mother to cancer. It was 20. She was, I was, it was 10 days after my 27th birthday. And I ended up having a relationship that I thought was going to be kind of forever also dissolve in that period of time. And so I was kind of sitting with a lot of this pain and grief and trying to figure out how to put the pieces of my life back together, honestly, and how to like move forward. Because I knew that there were some things in my life that I would never move on from, but I needed to learn how to move forward. And so I started to ask myself some really serious questions about what gave me meaning? Who who am I? What do I really want out of life? Because I realized how precious time is. And that forced me to start to live with an urgency that I'd never had before. It was like, life is happening here right now. And prior to that, my entire relationship with what I would have said my relationship to to with life was really a relationship with my own mind, thinking about the future, thinking about the past. I was never really actually living. I was never really actually present. I was somewhere else in my head, thinking about things I needed to do, thinking about my ex, thinking about what I've been through. And I had to really learn how to start to be here and now in this moment where life is being lived and life was continually asking me, be present be present and be here for this. And it showed me I didn't have a lot of time to waste anymore. What I thought was going to be, you know, oh, I can put certain things off like chasing my dreams or 
whatever it might be, life was like, get about the business of being who you want to be now. Like, stop putting it off. And that's sort of how it all started in 2019. And since then, I've just been trying to build and add to my toolbox of things that I share with people. You know, the things I share now are just things I've learned for that have worked for me. No, and thank you so much for sharing. I know I said, let's just dive right yeah. in. And you really did. I'm I like, did. oh, <laughs> let me just hold the tears for a second. But no, really, Tori, you hit so many uh, very vulnerable, personal, you know, things. And I think people often we want to be passive with loss. We want to be passive with the things that have deeply hurt us because, you know, I'm guilty of this, too. It's all about, oh, just move forward. Things will get better. But mm -hmm. I think it is important to also be present in moments that have also caused us pain. And we can't just fixate on the light. We can't just fixate on the good. But even in the moments where we are down, when we are low, when we are literally suffering loss and death, we remember that feeling. And so even off the record, when I said, you know, losing a job or even worse, losing loved ones, mm -hmm. losing a mother, a father, whomever, we have to remember like, in that moment of being present in that, it can somehow in the most twistiest divine way, force us to the person that we need to be, force us to almost disengage from everything we knew, everything we was to be exactly what we are today. Yeah. And so, you know, just sharing space with you right now, Tori, I feel so humbled uh, that we're already diving in because people listening and watching, they need to hear this right now. Mm. Like, oh wow, Tori also, has gone through a loss. Tori also left a, a comfy, cushy job mm. where things are just so steady. But you even said sometimes in that comfort, whether it might be, you know, a corporate job or whatever, we're just kind of lost in the sauce. We're not really there. Yeah. So here you are now, but I can definitely feel I'm an empath intuitive human. So I can sense that you and I both share this wild journey of, hey, we went through all of these things, but it brought us to this mindful human that is always fully aware of almost everything going on mm -hmm. because we were forced yeah. to be this way. So let's kind of, you know, talk about the podcast. I love even the name of the podcast, the coachable podcast. And I love how even you said it, like, how can we remain to be childlike, playful and, and coachable and letting go because being Korean American we've always been sheltered or forced to be something and i know a lot of people whether it's culture religion upbringing uh even environment social settings we don't know how to be childlike again mm -hmm. and to be coachable so tell me more about just like what you talk about mm -hmm. and just your teachings on yeah. the podcast yeah i just want to mention something that you just said that brought something to mind which is when we're forced into this almost awakening because I was like living in a state that I was unaware to like how I was living and what was really important. But I would say that those, those big life events, whether it's a loss, whether it's a betrayal, whether it's being laid off, I also, I would say that's the name of the show. It's divine disruptions. It's interruptions. It's the, it's the thing that says, you have to stop and you have to look at this and you have to like, you have to become aware of this and awareness is where I start, right? Because I, in terms of what does it mean to be coachable in order, you can't be coachable 
if you're not present, if you're not aware. And it starts with what, what do I want to learn? Who, who do I want to be and what do I want to do? And if there's something you want to do that you've never done before, then the best way to start to learn is to be a sponge, to be like a child. We come out of the womb and we have to figure out this crazy chaotic world and how we fit in it. And a lot of us, you know, the way that we see ourselves, the way that we see the world is a byproduct of what was taught to us, what we absorbed from our parents, from our culture, the things you were just saying. And so, so being coachable is really about being willing to not know it all and to not be the expert. And what's so ironic about the position that I'm in and having a podcast and having you know, coaching programs and a lot of Instagram follower, whatever it is, it's like people think, oh, this is the expert. And my whole brand and business is built on not being that, right? It's about saying, I'm going to be the first in the room to raise my hand and ask the question. I'm going to be the first person that is, is watching and implementing the things that I'm watching other people that are working and that are doing well, because I want to continue to grow. It's about orienting yourself in a, in a way that really focuses on having a growth mindset, which is just like, how can I, like, how is this serving me? How can I, how is this not serving me? How can I grow? I believe that we are all capable of so much. It's like a seed each of us are, right? We have infinite potential to grow into something beautiful and thriving and brilliant and that contributes in society and gives back and what determines whether or not we become that is the environment that we put it ourselves in and so I think part of being coachable is saying I'm willing to also see when I've outgrown my environment and when I need to be planted again and move in a new direction and maybe moving in a new direction looks like taking a new job or doing something you've never done before or leaving a relationship. And that can be hard. So I also really try to hold space and create environments for people where they are able to feel their feelings so that they can create space for new things to come in. Because if we don't deal with the past, we can't move forward. We're just distracting and numbing and all of those things. So the things that I really try to help people with is give them the tools, the resources, and the experiences to transform their lives. And that happens from the inside out. No, and I, I love your answer because so often, you know, we're all guilty of this, but envying people, whether it's on Instagram or just getting clips of what we assume people are. I was actually watching another video you posted recently with, I can't remember this gentleman, but it was this gentleman that you know, you asked him, like, what is it like doing what you do? And he's like, people think I'm just all about sales, but really it's not just selling. Like, I believe in what I'm doing. So when you talked about the coachable podcast and kind of that perspective and what inspired you, I love what you said when you're like, no, I'm the first person to be like, I don't know it all. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that that hit me because off the record, I was like, you know, excuse me, I'm a little baby podcaster and I'm mm -hmm. happy you're here. And to me, this is also such a moment in time for both of us mm. is 
we're gonna look back one day and have a laughing moment like jane remember when you were new to this game and i was your guest but you're inspiring a lot of people right now that maybe want to leave their job or they want to start a podcast or maybe they're just starting but they feel maybe not even worthy or feel like oh but i don't know it all so mm-hmm. i love that you kept stressing over that like no you're never going to know it all. Like continue to be a student of life, continue to understand like there's so much more to gain creating that space. And even the podcast name Divinely Disruptive, that was not random mm-hmm. because, I, I, you know, I felt so like I, I didn't fit in. And he even mentioned sometimes you have to accept that you're going to grow out of your environment. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. I don't know where in society like I grew up Christian and in the church. So I, I grew up in the society where it's like, oh, you know, love everybody, make sure everybody's comfortable, make mm-hmm. sure everybody, you know, feels safe. But shoot, just if I'm ready to burst out or fly or come out of the cage, I have to do it. Yeah. And sometimes it's a lonely path. So tell me what it's like even transitioning to Vegas with your magic, with your talents, mm-hmm. because it ain't an easy city. However, mm. it's a big city with amazing opportunities, amazing people. But a firecracker like yourself, Tori, how has that transition been like? Yeah. So I, the way that I even came to Vegas and ended up was a divine encounter. I mean, it was so... Um, it almost felt predestined in a way because I think... Um, one of the things I say a lot and one of the stories I have rewritten in my life was a story that I used to tell myself, which is I'm lost. And now I say I'm guided. And I really felt guided here. Um, I was actually on a cross-country road trip and I had left a, uh, a partnership and I had um, decided to put everything in storage and that that chapter of my life was asking to close and I had um this thing running in the back of my mind that I think about a lot and as a coach and as the doing the work that I do one of the prerequisites is um doing the work yourself (laughs) because I can't and I'm not willing to share something and ask some ask my audience to do something I'm unwilling to do myself I really believe leaders go first and they lead the way and so my life was asking me to trust it. The universe, God was saying, how much do you trust me? And so I started to travel. I had no plan. I had no schedule. I just wanted to create, it was an environment for myself to have to trust and surrender and allow life to unfold in the divine way that it wanted to. And my plans tend to get in the way of that. (laughs) So what I did was I started to travel. I was in Sedona. There I was staying with a girl that followed me on Instagram that I'd never met before who saw that I was going to be traveling. So we met up and I knew that time was coming to an end. And I sort of said to God and said to the universe, like, show me just where do you want me to go? And in 24 hours, I got three people um, Jessica Haley being one of them who's been on this show said you should come to Vegas and I said okay I guess that's my nudge for the next thing and it was really an experiment in non-attachment being unattached to my way of doing things my 
my plan, being unattached to the way I think it should go, and actually embodying a deeper level of trust in allowing it to be what it wanted to be so that I could sort of, I had this intention of lead me home to wherever was going to be my next home. And so I ended up coming out here. And when I got here, Jess was like, hey, why don't you just stick around for a little while, you know, like and figure it out. And so I did. And what turned into a week ended up turning into a year. And um, and since then, there have been so many divinely disruptive friendships, relationships, opportunities that have come into my experience, things that I couldn't have orchestrated, you know, on my own. And um, what I have learned, though, is that the city is what one of my friends, Brandon Collinsworth, would say. Um, it's the neon dojo. <laughs> He's like, there's there's all you can find it all out here. And that's what I have. That's been my experience. So I've learned to allow certain aspects of myself learn to look, play in a whole new way. And there's been, I would say, over the last year or two, there was a period of feeling lost in the desert and sort of wandering in circles and wondering if I was going to kind of find the clarity again, especially around my business. Um, and I've come, I'm happy to say I've come out of that. But um, you know, I think one of the biggest things I've taken away from being here is that there are, you attract what you are, <laughs> not just what you want. You don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. And what excites me about that is now that I, I can see that the work that I've done on myself has paid off because the people I've attracted into my life here have been so, so, so amazing and high quality, conscious, intentional people who care about contribution and service and giving back and doing something meaningful with their lives. And those are the people I want to be around. You know, those are my people. And so it's no coincidence that I'm sitting in this chair. No. And even as you're sharing, there's moments I'm like, I forgot we're even recording a podcast. <laughs> I feel like I'm just sitting here like, yeah, let's get to know each other. Let's catch up. But dang, your journey to even the city is remarkable mm -hmm. and I just want to take a moment to just celebrate that again it's easy to just say well Jane I did this I did that and I ended up here it's like yes but let's just go back and take a moment great job like <laughs> what an honor because it's easier said than done to say okay let go and move on of course right. we all have heard that but you have truly multiple times multiple stages in your life to have whether it's forced or not forced to let go, let go of moments, people, environments, jobs, cities. And I do believe in the divine. And I always tell everybody, I always say this every episode, I'm not religious, but I have a relationship mm. with God and a higher power, the universe and beyond, because there's no accident that people like us have endured what we've endured, yet we have so much life mm. inside of us. We have every right to be upset and angry and bitter and, and stop serving. But that's how I believe in a higher power is look at us sitting right now in this mm. moment, sharing space. This is not an oopsie accident. No, I feel so blessed to know somebody like you right now because you said something that got me choked up is when you do the work, when you do the healing, you start to attract what you are. And, and I say this humbly, Tori, but I'm like, 
wow, for you to say that, I'm like, oh, does that mean I'm Look like, at you. Look I've at what you're so creating. Far. Like pat on the back, seriously, because we've all felt lost. We mm-hmm. all have felt unworthy. And I know people tuning in right now, I'm sure they're following from your Instagram and beyond, but shoot, it's like, if we can inspire through our truth and we can inspire through our pain, we can inspire people through our even lack of knowledge. That is so beautiful mm. to be like, you know, Jane, I actually don't know that answer. And same for me. You know, Tori, that's a great question. <laughs> I don't know the answer, but can we learn together mm. that that humility, I feel like, is so powerful. And one of the biggest things that I wanted to really showcase is not even about gender specific, but to be in a room of powerful women. We don't need to compete. However, we can be have inspiration. We can have admirable traits that we mm. want more of, but we do not need to compete and, and tear people down. So for us to have this moment right now as we're engaging and sharing, it's like, wow, because I'm disarmed, because I'm choosing to show up right now, I'm able to learn and absorb mm. what you're saying mm-hmm. versus, oh, look at this fierce badass. Oh, shoot. She's not, mm. you know, I'm not where I, I'm not there yet. We all are guilty of that. And then we're almost rejecting the wisdom and the coachable things you might have to the share. The magic of just this lives. moment. Yeah, yes. which is just like, it takes courage to be seen. It takes courage to be seen in our not knowing. Um, and to me, but I think that's the hallmark of maturity. We tell people that, people that mature, as you mature, you know more. And I was like, for me, it's like, for people to be able to say that they don't know and that they're learning and that they're figuring out to me, that's way more mature than people who are pretending that they have it all together, you know? And so when you're talking about, you know, getting out of comparison and getting into collaboration and being, being disarmed, what you're saying is what you're creating is a space of connection because you can't have connection without presence. And you can't be present if you're up in your head comparing yourself to somebody else. You're not present. Now you're up here. So if we can just be here and offer each other the greatest gift that we could, which is our full attention, then that's where we get to co-create. And that's where you and I and a divine force of love that brings all things together then creates the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. And for me, when I can live in that space and I can stretch out that what I would call the eternal now <laughs> and be in that, that's when things flow. That's when things start to happen more, what feels effortlessly, what feels like, you know, it's not so, there's not so much friction, you know? Um, and that's like, what I crave and I think most people listening to this do is like we all want the same things we want to be seen we want to be heard we want to connect deeply but if we want that we have to be willing to create spaces of connection like this and and that offers intimacy but intimacy is into me you see I have to be willing to let you see the parts of me that are unsure the parts of me that are still figuring it out the parts of me that don't know all the answers and that takes that takes a lot of courage, but that's also where we get to receive like the things that we want most. And 
in doing the things that I talk about, which is surrender and trust and deepening your faith um, and acceptance, finding acceptance for life and the things that you've experienced, that also, especially when it comes to letting go, you were like, everybody's hurt. We need to let go, you know? And sometimes that's necessary and it's easier said than done because what we're asking ourselves to do when we're saying let go is we're saying step into uncertainty, step into the unknown. And that is a scary place for people to, to go if they've never, if they've been holding on to the familiar for so long. So I have a lot of grace and compassion for people who are feeling that call in their lives that maybe there's there's something more out there for them that they need to go explore, but they're scared to let go. It's okay to feel that. That's very normal. And just know that you don't need to have it all figured out before you get going. Like you just, you do need to have some kind of faith <laughs> that you the next kind of step will appear. You're just responsible for taking that that one right step that's in front of you and then trust the next one will unfold now for control freaks mm -hmm. and people who are maybe type a or mm -hmm. ocd or maybe they have lived a long life getting away with things that maybe seem to go their way mm -hmm. how the hell do you become more comfortable in the uncomfort and and the re in this zone of uncertainty because tori i'd be lying to say well I go to church on Sundays, mm -hmm. I volunteer, I have a big faith, but I would lie to you if I said, but I am very comfortable with this new path I'm on mm -hmm. in a new city. Don't know when I'm going to buy a house, but hopefully one day. Mm -hmm. How does one learn to eventually be comfortable in uncertainty? I love that question because I know so many people can relate and I certainly can. And for me, it's been a journey and it will continue to be one of becoming aware of when I'm trying to play God. And what I mean by that is our need for control and certainty is it's not wrong. Our brain is wired to survive. And we're not wired to be great. We're not wired to reach our full potential. We're wired to survive. If we want to step into our full potential, if we want to be great, if we want to create lives that people dream about, you have to be willing to go against the programming that your mind tells you, which is you need to control this situation you need to predict because that's just gonna it's just gonna try and predict and protect you and what's most protecting is to you stay right where you are stay small stay doing the things you've always been doing because you've survived this long and so going against that is what sends your brain and your nervous system into hyper panic because it's like oh god what do we do here I feel like I'm out here floating in the deep end and I don't got a floaty on, you know, and, and you start to panic and that's also normal because it's new. And so the way you get better is the way we get better at anything, which is practice. You got to be willing to fumble through it at the beginning. Like 
when I'm learning something new, I've never done, I suck at it at the beginning. So give yourself some grace. It's okay if you're learning. It's okay to be bad at giving up control when you've never, you know what I mean? But here's also the thing. It's an illusion. The idea that we're in control of our lives, like we are, we're co-creating like in, from our intention, from our thoughts and our actions and all, and there come our results based on our thoughts, feelings, and actions. However, I am one who will tell you firsthand, there are things and cards you're going to get dealt that you don't control, that you didn't expect or see coming. And so what you do is you learn how to control the controllables. You get to, you're not responsible for everything that happens to you. You're responsible to what, about what you do about it. There's some things that were beyond, weren't your choice. And what I teach people is that that's what trauma is. Trauma is when something happened that was too fast, too soon, it was too much for you to integrate and to process. And it's like the hit in a, if you watch football and someone gets knocked out and it's that thing you didn't see coming, but it's how do you repair? How do you come back from that? And so learning to release control is saying, I am willing to give up the belief that I know how this should go. Because what we think is, it shouldn't be this way. Because if we're needing things to be a certain way, we're trying to say, if I can control this, I will be happy and I'll feel safe when everything is according to my plan. When I have the house and I have the relationship and I have this and I have this and this. And if I could make all of my circumstances conform to my will, then I'll be good. And that's like, first of all, it's futile and it's exhausting. Second of all, our idea that we can actually control everything is like saying, um, I'm going to roll the window down in this car right now and in the middle of Vegas, in the middle of summer, because I, I want to cool off and I'm going to try to like put the AC on blast and I'm going to tr try and control the, the temperature in this room. But I roll down all the windows and now I think I control the environment outside of me too. And I'm going to try and cool down all of everywhere. And it's, it, it's impossible. So part of it is realizing I'm, I don't want to be God. I don't want, because if I did, like, first of all, I, it's, it's impossible to be able to control. I, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You didn't know what this conversation was going to like include. I didn't either. So you have to get comfortable with realizing life's nature is uncertainty. There is something you can think of right now that happened in your life that you didn't see coming. And there's nothing you could have done to have the foresight to have been able to control that situation. Because you're like, if I could have just seen it coming, or if I could have just prepared, or if I could just da, 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 then I can control the pain that I feel or this, this sadness that I feel. And actually, I think part of it is coming into acceptance that like those things are okay. It's okay to like to feel those ways. So part of it is just learning to give up the seed of needing to have life 
unfold according to your will because it, it won't all the time. And if knowing that life will be uncertain, if it doesn't, then you're always going to be a victim of circumstance. Because you're saying, I'll be happy if I can control circumstance. And only if I can control all the circumstances in my life. And then what happens when something changes? There goes your peace. There goes your happiness. So it has to be sourced from something internally, not based on everything's in its right place. Everybody's doing what I need them to do so that I can be happy. And um, you learn how to get comfortable um, by practicing. And it takes time. I want to say a quick thank you to our sponsor of this week's episode, Camuso Design. Camuso is one of my all-time favorite brands because they are not just a jewelry brand. They are truly my hack for relieving anxiety and stress in my day-to-day life. And I'm about to tell you why. I wear their shift necklace. It is an absolutely beautiful stainless steel necklace. It is designed in such a way to help you relieve stress and be more calm. And genuinely, that's exactly what it does. I wear this all the time because all I have to do is breathe. I, as you guys know, I'm a breathwork facilitator. I absolutely love the power of breath. And with the Camuso Design Shift Necklace, it is a simple, beautiful reminder that hangs around my neck to remind me to stop, slow down, breathe deeply, and allow my body to do the rest because we truly are our own medicine if we allow ourselves to be. So with this necklace, all I have to do is take a deep inhale through my nose and breathe out through this beautifully crafted necklace. I breathe into the necklace itself. And what it does is it naturally elongates my exhale, helping me to downregulate into my parasympathetic nervous system, feel calmer and clearer in just a few seconds. This is the best thing you can do for yourself is gift yourself the gift of calm with Camusa Design or a friend. I gave these away when I was at Burning Man on the playa and every single person that I gifted one to was so grateful and amazed. They have beautiful stains for women, men, and children. So this is one of the absolute, like, favorite things I have in staples in my closet, but also one of my very favorite wellness secrets that I'm no longer keeping secret. So make sure you guys go over to camusodesign.com slash coachable to get 15% off your order today. That is camusodesign.com, K-O-M-U-S-O design.com slash coachable and receive 15% off your order. Now back to our episode. Oh, and like Tori, you really hit so many layers of that question and again thank you for opening up your heart I could just (laughs) see the seams of your heart just expanding for us but man you know it may have sounded like a simple question right just how do we become comfortable with uncertainty and letting go and wow you you really broke it down in a way that's so easy to digest because oftentimes we hear what to do, but nobody's really helping us or coaching us on how. Mm. So the playing God aspect, I mean, I'm sure we can all relate to that. And even people who don't believe in God, they play God. And this exhaustion, I, I, I can sense that a lot of people, they're exhausted 
in the thought of even trying to control what's next. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. I mean, even I'm having a moment with you right now. And we're almost allowing ourselves to let peace just, Mm -hmm. just like, just like sand, just, okay, Mm -hmm. here world, here environment, here people just take away all my peace because you're right. When you live in this fixation of, oh, if it goes my way or if things move my way, then I'm happy, Mm -hmm. then I'm peaceful. No, you're inviting yourself to lose all peace. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for sharing that concept, those theories, those those aspects of life, because so many people, I feel like we're running towards self-development and we're running towards this goal of letting go, but we're actually missing the game plan or the blueprint on the how. Mm-hmm. Like you think people want to live in this constant anxiety of, oh my God, I'm an, a, I'm a victim. Like you're, you're speaking into my soul as you are to so many people listening and watching. And my God, just that acceptance of what is. Mm. Even that word acceptance, it sounds so easy. Just accept it. Well, of course, we would all accept it if it, if it was so easy, but we, we hit on this. You have to take that leap of faith. You have to be courageous to be so vulnerable and say, you know what, Tori, Jane, I'm going to accept this. Even if tomorrow might be a sad day, even mm-hmm. if tomorrow might be a great day, even if a door opens or not open, I'm going to accept what is. Mm-hmm. So just even as you're sharing your wisdom and your nuggets right now, I'm like, amen. I think we need to grasp what you just shared right there because I, I can just sense that this year is going by so fast. And we've all heard this. Oh, the older you get, the wiser you get. Life just goes by faster and faster. Mm-hmm. It's because we realize how much control we don't have mm-hmm. and how sometimes days, weeks, even months, even years, you have to let go. Yeah. Yeah, I think wow. the accept what is peace is the distance between someone's resistance to the way life is from their acceptance of the way life is. In between that is that is how far you are away from your peace. Because I lived a lot of my life thinking it shouldn't be this way shouldn't have happened like that they shouldn't have done that to me they shouldn't have gotten cancer god shouldn't have, like that person shouldn't have done it god shouldn't have done it the government shouldn't have done it whoever my ex you know i was every it was everybody else's fault there was always someone else to blame and it shouldn't be this way and then i realized that was me trying to play the role of god of i know how it should be I know when it should have happened. I know the way it should have gone down. And that's like me saying, the sun should be over there. And realizing that actually it was my resistance and my judgment of the way life was and saying that it's wrong. Because that's what we're saying when we're unhappy with our circumstances. It's saying this is wrong and this is bad. I had to reorient and create a new relationship with wrong. Because what if it's not wrong? What if the fact that I lost my sister at 23 to leukemia and my mom a couple years later and 
every other living relative that I have outside of my dad. What if none of that is wrong? Can we just ask, like, what? It doesn't mean it's ideal. It doesn't mean it's what I wanted. But it's not wrong. And when I could accept that and I could see that, there was such a relief because it was like, man, it can be what it is. It doesn't mean it's what I want, right? And so I tell people that it's like, but when I am in resistance to what is, I ask myself this question, can I be with this? Can I just be with it? I don't have to like it. I don't have to love it. I don't want to, but can it, can we coexist? Can we, can I be with it? Can I be with this feeling? Can I be with this sadness? Can I, whatever the feeling is, can I allow it to, to be here and not judge it and not make it? Because most of us, we feel a feeling we don't want to feel. And then we're like, okay, how do I get rid of it as fast as possible? And so my acceptance of allowing it to exist actually makes it dissipate because I've witnessed it. I've acknowledged its presence and life is asking us to, to witness it, to acknowledge it, to be with it instead of make it different. And we live in a world that's like, change, make it different, make it better. Da, 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 da. But what we're also telling people is the way you're living now and what's, what you're experiencing now is bad or wrong. And I don't think we can heal and create from that energy. I think we need to create from a space of, of like love. I can't heal what I hate. So if I'm always hating my circumstances, how am I, you know, it doesn't last. So I think um, just creating space for us to realize that like, Accepting what is, is releasing our need for it to be any other way. And somebody told me once, and this has stayed with me forever, he said, what happened, happened. And it couldn't have happened any other way because it didn't. I was like, yeah, that's so true. And sure, I could have wanted it, wished it, hoped it would have been different but it wasn't. And so can I, what I do is I just now assume that what happened happened for the highest good. And I might not be able to see all the dots and how they've connected down the light yet, but I can trust that this thing I'm going through, one, it was temporary, it will pass. And two, it, if it's happening, there is some reason for it. And I might not understand what that is yet, but I will at some point. Man, and not I think. I know God is speaking through you right now <laughs> and is using you right now because man, mm. part of this podcast is to again that that forced moments where we are forced to be even more real with ourselves, right? It's mm -hmm. so, I mean, you hit it on the head. So often we're trained, we're coached to, even as a child, just, okay, you go through something, just hurry up and get over it. Or you're feeling a feeling you don't want to feel, hurry up and get over it. Mm -hmm. But even right now, I'm uncomfortably vulnerable mm -hmm. right now. And 
what do we often do, especially strong, fierce boss ladies who make good money mm-hmm. and doing big things? Let's Wash take it. a moment. Mm-hmm. Yes, celebrate all those things, but be present and, and be receptive. So as you're speaking right now, I'm like, oh, man, okay, I hear you. Mm-hmm. And I know that people listening and watching, I want them to see just this this rawness like there's two powerful women right now in this room but we're we're going in we're opening up the seams of our heart and our soul and our mind and it's going to be uncomfortable at times and i love what you said like things don't always have to be wrong or bad or just this hatred for whatever's going but can we just be can we exist we don't have to love it yeah. right even on in the in between exactly and you know, even just having this conversation, even people listening, even even that idea of, of being offended, that is your choice. Mm-hmm. You can be offended or you could choose not to be offended. Mm-hmm. Same with the truths that you're giving me and giving us right now. It's like, oh, I could sit here and say, well, no, I don't agree. That's wrong because maybe it hit home mm-hmm. or being like, ooh, Tori. <laughs> wow, that was good. Just, and I love that you're going there and allowing yourself to feel it because it's like, I can sense your tenderness, right? Just like right now. And what's beautiful about, I think that is your power. You keep talking about like, there's two powerful women and I'm only powerful because I'm connected to my heart. (laughs) That's it. Because I've put on a facade that I'm, I'm powerful and I'm tough and I'm strong. And I was told that for years and I felt like a, a mess and I was projecting. I'm powerful. I'm strong. I am Because I wanted to be seen a certain way. I wanted people to think I was okay when I wasn't. Until I learned again, and life will continue to teach you these lessons until you learn them. That like, I will never get what I really want by being anything other than I am. (laughs) Like I, like, if I want to really have, be loved, I have to give up the need to be liked. If I want true deep intimacy and connection, I want friends that really have my back. I want friends that don't, aren't just like using me and like here for a good time, but they really, they care about spending time with me. They know my family's names. You know, if I want that, I gotta be that. I gotta be connected to my heart. That's what makes you powerful. People who just have a lot of money, doesn't make them powerful. That doesn't make them like better than you. It's for me, I think we we've just like gotten so confused about what success is. And so for me, living in my power is living in my truth. And so if I'm feeling tender, that's my truth in that moment. It, especially that's the power of a woman. <laughs> and I had cut myself off from that for so long because I was like I need to be strong and I need to be like blah 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 and it's like actually I can be so rooted and grounded in who I am and feel the feelings of whatever that is and and so yeah I think it's it's important to look at what mask am I wearing and who do I, who am I like so concerned about performing for <laughs> um, so that I can be real? And real is like, I think what we're all sort of craving 
Um, Cause you can feel when somebody's just like blowing smoke and is projecting and trying to be someone they're not. Like if I really want to be a success for me, it's like, how can I be more me without the facade, without the mask, without the, the labels, without all of that um, and come back to, to who I am and, realize that success for me is having a life that feels as good as it looks. Doesn't just look good, feels good too. And that takes courage to be honest about where it doesn't feel good. No, and even as I'm just like listening and watching you, I'm having an out-of-body experience. And hmm, how do I say this? I think when you're so present, to the point where it feels familiar, but you know you have to do more of it. It's a really humbling out of body experience. Mm -hmm. I say out of body experience because I'm right here right now with you yet, hmm, you feel so familiar. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to have a moment. Mm -hmm. Okay, feeling Hmm. for that. It's powerful. Yeah, and uh, shoot, it's (laughs) like you're reading my journal. people watching and listening to it's just I was joking to my husband I'm like wow how come every episode I'm like changing because hmm. <laughs> you are I'm like whoa I'm like not trying as much I didn't know that, that was okay mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. wow you hit so many um great points that people can really resonate in any industry any any position I guess but this fixation of projecting an image even if it's good even if it's good I'm so fit I'm so healthy I'm so godly I'm so spiritual Mm -hmm. I'm so you know spiritually aligned Mm -hmm. and I told you off the record I'm like no Tori I was a hippie I was yeah I grew up in the Pacific Northwest with the trees yeah with nature kumbaya let's have a picnic (laughs) like before it was a troll cool. yeah so for again I, I just want to keep coming back to this present moment with you right now it's like this should be an example of how we need to show up even more for one another who cares if you've never met who cares if you don't really know each other can we create space so we can hmm. who cares if we've been lost our whole lives and mislabeled and judged who cares what care what like what matters is can we create space so we can understand what it was like to feel lost to have empathy to Mm -hmm. know what it's like to perform and you know you're giving me a compliment in a way that you're indirectly complimenting me is i I, i'm so thankful that i'm allowing you to be Mm -hmm. because perhaps you're letting me be and we're just being here Mm -hmm. like after this episode it's like we've just deepened our connection we've deepened our bond we've deepened our god purpose like how wild is that that if you allow you can have these connections you can go there with people so i just feel so inspired just even in this moment right now to go even deeper in myself because i do believe we can love and we can meet people as much as we love and and meet us that far Mm -hmm. like if if we're so detached you can only connect with people so much. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God, just especially in the city of Vegas, 
And again, I'm saying it's a beautiful city. It's a great Mm -hmm. city. However, let's be mindful as a team to be Mm -hmm. because it's so easy for us to get wrapped up into this whole fun party Mm -hmm. and drinks and day clubs and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Oh, well, well, she's wearing that and and she's talking like that. And those are her conversations. So should I kind of change it up? Or, nope, I'm Tori Gordon, I'm Jane Powers, and I'm not better than anyone, but I'm going to have the courage to be me. Mm -hmm. Even if I look like a ding dong, or even Mm -hmm. if I look like the weirdo, perhaps that authenticity and that magic in being, you're going to help somebody in that corner get up and say, oh my God, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for someone like Tori to step in the room. I've been waiting for someone like Jane, to just step in the room and and be quirky and be out there and and say weird things that people don't usually say. But the city needs us. So when you were sharing how you just moved here, Tori, I'm like, you are going to shake the city. Mm -hmm. You are going to be divinely disruptive in the city. And just even interviewing right now, I feel truly convicted that you're going to change the game of the city, especially these women. that are clothing themselves in this ego, pride, and arrogance, which we're all guilty of. But I, I do believe in the way that you're showing up right now, you're allowing women to be tender again, mm-hmm. to be feminine again. And in the podcast name itself, it's a subtle reminder. Hey, you can be divine. You can mm-hmm. be sensual. I mean, shoot, you can even be sexy, but don't forget to just be. Mm-hmm. Like whatever you feel, whatever you are, just dance in that, like even romance, mm-hmm. romance yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's also a lot of darkness in hiding behind strength. Yeah. Right. So tell me also how the heck you had the courage to use your pain to be a teacher, to coach and be all that you are, because I'm going to humbly tell you, Tori, like I'm definitely moving into that place, but mm-hmm. I'm not ready. But how did you take that jump and say, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm going to use my pain my journey to now help the people around me. I just want to mention, because it was on the top of my tongue when you were talking about being, which is when you allow yourself to be you, it's an invitation for everybody else around you to be themselves too. And you don't know how your presence and your authenticity and just being genuinely you is a permission slip to somebody it's an invitation to say come meet me in this moment and come as you are and i think that's what jesus meant he didn't say you know and he's like come as you are (laughs) doesn't mean come as you think you should be or you think you need to be in order to be loved or accepted it's just show me who you are so that i can embrace you and that is what creates closeness. That's what creates connection. And and I think what happens in conversations like this and what fills me most, fills me up most, is what you were saying. It's like there's a deepening. There's what happens energetically for me. is like It's like these roots that just get like planted. And there's a deepening because I, for a long, long time, I was afraid to go deep with people because I was afraid to go deep with myself (laughs) and you can like you said you can only meet people as far as you've met yourself 
And so for the longest time, I didn't want to go deep because I didn't want to didn't know what was down there. <laughs> I didn't know how I would feel. And I didn't, I was scared of being seen. I was scared of not being enough. I was scared of what people would think if they saw that, would they still love me? You know, I was a kid that grew up and learned very, very early that I got praise and recognition and love and uh, for, for being the good girl, you know, making all the A's, being a straight A student, being on honors, doing all the extracurriculars, being the MVP. And so I learned how to perform. I learned how to be, I'll be what you want me to be. Not I'll be myself. And so that is a journey of, um, that I think we're all on of remembering who we were before we were told who to be. And that was what led me to learning how to be and sit in my pain because my fear of going deep was my fear of touching my pain because that gets buried. We bury our pain. And the metaphor that I use is one that's really close to my heart because I actually lived through it is, is like hard times are like storms. And in 2011, a massive F4 tornado came through our hometown two weeks before we had to take my sister off life support and killed hundreds of people, destroyed our, our home. And so I saw the rubble that's left after a storm like that. And you know, we all go through metaphorical storms in our own lives, whether that be parents get a divorce when you're young, you have to move schools and leave all your friends, your heart gets broken for the first time, you, f you, have to, you can't afford financial aid to go to college and you're rejected from the school you want to go to, whatever it is, there are these storms. And what happens after a storm or when it comes through is it kicks up all this emotional debris and it's called pain. And typically after a storm, after that tornado, we walked outside and everything was leveled and we started the rebuilding process. And you start that process by clearing out all of the debris. Now the thing in our lives is that a storm comes through and no one teaches you how to clean out the emotional debris. So it sits there and then life happens and it continues and it gets piled on top of each other and then in inevitably a new storm comes through and it just gets piled on top of the last because it's never been cleared out and so most of us we live on the surface of our pain and we dance around it and we numb it out and we we that's why we become addicted that's why we of all different types you know we all have our vices we all have the things that bring soothe uh, soothe us because what we're really trying to do is soothe the part of us that feels afraid that soothe the part of us that doesn't want to feel pain and some of us live our whole lives that way running from it until for me i i don't know man i don't know if i was smart enough to just wake up and be like hey if i don't deal with this it's never gonna go away or if it was a divine kind of push from God that was like, this is the answer. But I, I realized that pain isn't the enemy. We make it out to be. Everybody thinks pursue pleasure, avoid pain at all costs. And we make pain the enemy. 
and it's not. Pain is our teacher. And if it, we can learn the lessons it's come to teach us, it will leave us alone. <laughs> and so I, I don't, I think life gave me this gift of realizing that I'm not, it's not me against pain. It's how can I make this pain my friend? Because then, as I do, that's cleaning up the debris. That's picking it up and throwing it away. And it doesn't come back. But light, I mean, that, that piece is gone. And so I've just learned to welcome it, accept it, not judge it. Um, and I think as I've created space for myself to feel that, I can hold space for other people in that now, which is a beautiful blessing. Man, and uh, I'm sure that I should have told people to have a box of tissue <laughs> <laughs> before they listen yeah, to this episode, I like so to I, I'm going to warn them. But um, <laughs> shoot, yeah, you got me a little uh, teary-eyed there because when you said, you know, utilize pain as your teacher and invite pain or whatever, you know, things that we experience that we're not comfortable with, there's an unexpected ease almost mm. versus fighting it. And I know often we are faced with painful situations, unexpected situations, and we're already hating it. Mm -hmm. And then you, you said it yourself. It's like, how do you heal or even have a good place when you're already in an environment where you hate mm -hmm. everything? Mm -hmm. Like that's already not a good vibe mm -hmm. to start with, not even a good step one to start mm -hmm. with so when you said you know label or not like invite pain and let pain be almost these like stepping tools or moments to teach you and guide you I really love that because I know pain is something that I mean I'm sorry if no one wants to hear this but pain and unexpected moments that make us uncomfortable will never stop mm -hmm. however I love the wisdom you brought it's all about how you invite it, how you acknowledge it, and how we utilize it for good. And that storm and that tornado analogy and all those things, I mean, that imagery you put right there, I'm like, wow, I think so much of us, we get that kicked up debris, mm -hmm. right? The trauma, mm -hmm. whatever the baggage. Our trigger, that wow. thing that really upsets us, our spouse says, and we don't know why we have that reaction. It's that kicked up debris yeah it's leaking out yeah you know and if we actually deal with it then it stops leaking out on people we stop hurting each other we're able to like help heal each other you know and um but that's the thing most of us never learn how to do and so as i've learned for myself i try to teach what works for me and what's helped me um, to be, at, to release my own suffering so that I can be at peace with life. Because I feel like true happiness, we get so caught up on finding happiness, right? It's like, that's why we pursue pleasure. Um, and we all want to be happy. And I think true happiness is less about acquiring things and 
making life the way you want it to be and more about realizing that it's already here. You know, can I be okay with life as it is? That acceptance piece and realize that I am the, the way I perceive life changes when I change the way I look at things. Marian Williamson says a, a, a miracle is a change in perception. So when we're in resistance, when we're in pain, can we ask, can you help? Can I see this differently? Can I be willing to see this situation from a new perspective, from a higher vantage point and see it differently? And in that, I'm less, maybe I'm less pained by it or maybe I experience less suffering. And, um, and so I do, I like to ask pain when it does come knocking, because it will, like, what are you here to teach me? Because you've come bearing a message. It might be in the form like you, you know, you get ill and your body's not working the way it used to. That pain is coming to teach you something. It's coming to tell you something. It's, hey, pay attention to me. Hey, I need to be nourished. I need you to give me some attention and love. That pain didn't come out of nowhere. It came to tell you something. So can I get better? And can I practice asking the pain, hey, what did you come to tell me? It may say, it might say, you've stayed in this relationship too long. You need to stop ignoring your intuition. You need to start trusting yourself. That pain of that, that person doing whatever that, you know what I mean? Maybe that's what it's coming to teach you. It's saying, wake up. Look at this. And that is a gift if we've been if we're willing to look at it differently. God, I'm so spoiled right now. I'm like, oh, you gave us like a whole Bible of amazingness. <laughs> now, if you could share, gosh, I don't want to even limit you to three, but like your top three life lessons you would tell your younger self because even as we're just talking about all the things and just like doing the inner working i mean you've already shared so much gold right now mm. but if you could just solidify it to top three life lessons that mm. you wish you knew then what would those be the first thing that's just coming to me and i'll just share what's coming through is I would tell her it's going to be okay. Because all of her anxiety and all of her nerves and all of her need to control is coming from a fear that she doesn't think she's going to be okay. Yeah. And if I, if she, and I think we need this, I, I am now my own inner parent to my inner child. And I get to remind her when she gets nervous and she gets anxious and she gets scared, it's okay. And I don't think enough of us had that as kids growing up. We had to process our, our big feelings on our own. And we were, you know, when something happened and it was scary or we went to school and someone made fun of us or da, da, whatever feeling was, it's like, I need somebody lovingly to say it's okay. And it's going to be okay because all of that anxiety, all it, I think we'll always have it as long as we are living under the belief that it's not going to be okay. So it's an invitation to 
deepen our faith. And when we do that, it's like, if I knew it was all going to be okay, could I relax a little bit more? Could I be a little bit more instead of having to do everything? It's an invitation to um, release a lot of the pressure that we put on ourselves. Because it's like, actually, what you're experiencing is okay. Being in the between is okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and sometimes when I get very upset and freaked out, I have to be like, remind myself, okay, Tori. And um, that's what I would tell her. Yeah. Okay, whatever she's experiencing is allowed and welcome. And um, even if you're not where you used to be and you're not yet where you want to be, it's okay. It's part of the journey. Shoot, that's a good number one. You got a number two. I was <laughs> I like, hey, know. even if you stopped at see. one, I'm like, whew, that's um, a good one. Yeah, I think to relax. <laughs> I think that's another piece because I'm so I can be so serious. I've been through a lot of serious hard shit, and I think it made me very intense. And so one of the things I've learned since I've been out here that is actually okay to be super playful and to tap into as I've healed more, um, my playful, curious, excited, childlike part of me can come out more because it feels more safe and less threatened by life all the time and less like I have to control everything all the time or something bad's going to happen. Um, so I would, yeah, tell her it's okay to relax and have fun. It's okay to enjoy yourself and that life doesn't always have to be hard. You don't have to make it hard all the time. It doesn't always have to be so much work. And that's the part of of the piece where it's learning that I'm a human being not just a human doing to let go of the doing and enjoy the being a little bit more. <laughs> All right. Last one. If you can dig deep, we've okay. already dug very deeply. <laughs> I know. Let me think what else is um, good. Another piece of advice. I mean, this is, I think something a lot of people will be able to relate to, but a definitely a younger version of me struggled a lot with this, which was caring about what people think. Yeah. I mean, it holds so many of us back. Um, and what I've realized is people don't think about me as much as I think, <laughs> think they do. And um, no one's as just judgmental as I am. I am. Yeah. If I, I always used to think that people were judging me as much as I was judging me. So realize it. It's a, not everybody's going to be your best friend. Not everybody's going to like you. But the people who do, who like you for you, are going to love you. And that's worth everything. So don't care what everybody thinks. Don't try to please everybody. Try to be as, try to look in the mirror and like who you see. And feel like that's, that's somebody I really know who's looking back at me then you will have won the approval of the most important person, which is yourself. Man, I'm going to have to tell you, this is probably the best blind date friendship <laughs> time I've ever had. So Yay! I'm going to <laughs> never forget this moment. Good. And honestly, Tori, this really inspired me to show up in a bigger way 
And I really thank you for just this time. Like I'm already anxious and excited for part two, mm. but just your time, it was so rich, so deep, so rooted. And I feel like through this conversation, it's a different depth that people may have encountered or not, but I know that there's a lot of light, love, even pain that we were able to shed, not project, but shed. Mm. And through that vulnerability, I do believe that lives are changed in this moment through us. So I just want to mm. thank you for your heart, your soul, and allowing yourself to be tender with me. And let's not even plan what we're going to talk about the next episode, yeah, but no. I'm looking forward to it. So I'm going to already plant that seed mm -hmm. with you and people listening and watching. I already know they want to know more about you and, and support you in any way. So um, I'll make sure to, you know, link all that down below. And you guys, this was a really good episode. I mean, obviously, the longer you guys are tuning into the episode, I'm sure you guys can see just even my tone shifting. The conversations are just deepening and we all need it. So if I'm the first one to be like, hey, surprise, I've been hurting. I haven't been allowing myself to really process pain because of pride. I'm learning to be more coachable. I'm learning to be a student of life again. So. I want to invite you guys all to be a part of this journey. Like this is for all of us. It's not just me talking and having a guest talking like this is for all of us. So I invite all of you guys tuning in to share this episode with friends and family. Like it's super inspiring. And I feel like it's our job to continue to lead with love and inspire others in our authenticity and that mm. we're never alone. So please make sure to support my girl. I'll link all her information down below. And please, like, let her be your mentor. <laughs> She's just so real. And Tori, mm -hmm. thank you so much again. Thank you thank for having you. me. Yes. And until next time, protect your peace and keep on shining your light, you guys.